0: You've got a lot to consider when you're picking a date for your destination wedding. Here's what you need to know. Hello, welcome to another edition of the Hitched Away Audio Guide. I'm your host, Debbie, and I'm here to help you with whatever you're planning for your destination wedding. This audio guide highlights tips Tricks, advice for planning a destination wedding i specialize in the caribbean but a lot of the information that you'll hear can be applied no matter where it is you're tying the knot for more information visit us at hitchedaway.com this is audio guide number five So to learn more about anything you hear specifically related to this segment, visit HitchedAway.com slash zero zero five. Choosing the right date for your destination wedding is important. The date affects the way you approach the planning process, which in turn influences the vision that you have for your wedding. The date also plays a part in how much you pay for travel, accommodation. And so that affects you, but it also affects any of your guests that are planning on attending. So let's sort through the many considerations when you're trying to choose a date for your Caribbean destination wedding. First, how many days? How many days Are you setting aside for your wedding? Well, a typical destination wedding lasts three to four days or over a weekend. And as the host, typically you, the couple, you'll get there before everybody else does. So when your guests arrive, you are already on site. You may need to to shorten or extend the number of days depending on the travel and the distance that's involved. So... I say three to four days, but if it takes you a day and a half to get there, then you may need more time. If the destination is relatively easy to get to, let's say you're, planning, you're here in the U.S. and you're planning your destination wedding to be just a couple of hours away, then you may not need all of that time. And again, it, it really affects your, your guests play a part in this. How far are they traveling to get to your wedding? the number of nights of course affects the budget for the the hotel because the extra hotel nights means extra money and also has plays a part on how much entertaining you want to do so typically with a destination wedding there will be a couple of activities if not at least one activity where where you are entertaining your guests, this may be a welcome party, it may be a rehearsal dinner, it may be an outing, an excursion, depending on on the destination. So, depending on how many days that you set aside for your wedding, you may may decide to do one, you may decide to do two activities, you may even decide to do more than that. And of course, this affects the timing, and this affects your budget overall. Just if your wedding is long distance, which is what a destination wedding is, but if you're going over several time zones, different continent, then you need to add a day or two at the beginning to adjust for jet lag and time changes. Those things really do have an effect on the body and how you ultimately feel. So if you know that you're going several time zones away then you've got to add an extra day. But the standard is three to four days for a destination wedding celebration. Okay, so we're talking about dates here. When do you have time to go? And I'm talking about picking a date for the destination wedding. Do you both have vacation time at work for your destination wedding? Or have you used up all your hours already? Do you have vacation hours that, that roll over to the following year? That's a good thing because then you can save your, your vacation days from, for this year, assuming you're getting married next year, let's say, so those can roll over. Is there a busy season at work? If there are times when it's an all-hands-on-deck situation, will this create a problem if you're away at that time getting married? Now, it may be a simple case of planning. So if we know, if you know that, you know, during busy season next year, which is almost 12 months away, you're getting married, then you can prepare for that. Maybe get coverage, make arrangements with your employer. But if if you're an absolute integral part of that busy season, that may not be the time for you to schedule to go away and get married. Some things are pretty cut and dry. For example, if you're a teacher then summer makes the most sense for your destination wedding. With regards to time, so I mentioned what's typical. And, and again, this is, this is typical. You can do whatever you choose. But are you planning on a honeymoon immediately following your wedding? So three to four days is typically for the wedding celebration. But you, if, you're taking, if you're going on your honeymoon immediately after, then you've got to add some extra days. So three and four days becomes closer to a week maybe longer. If your time is is limited, meaning you've got to go right back to work, are you okay flying in the day before your wedding and then flying home the night after, meaning you're having a, a delayed honeymoon? You know, a lot of times things sound good in theory, but you have to be honest and true to yourself. Let's say your wedding is on a Saturday. Are you okay flying in Friday? wedding celebration Saturday, and then leaving Sunday, possibly, leaving that Monday, that's a pretty short turnaround. And again, it it really comes down to what time you have available. If you're self-employed, you do your own thing, it's easier to make this work. But if you have an employer, then you've got to make that part of your consideration. You also don't want to overlook the amount of time you need to plan your wedding. You need time to do this. And you've got to be realistic. A year is a good rule of thumb, but you can definitely plan a destination wedding in less time. It really depends on how flexible you are and how flexible you're willing to be with the selections that you make. You need time for researching. You've got to find the location. You've got to pick a destination. Depending on the type of wedding that you're having, you've got to hire vendors to provide the different services. Now, if you're getting married in the Caribbean or in Mexico for that matter and you're you've selected an all-inclusive resort or a hotel they make this easy by packaging what you need and offering you one price for everything so that means you don't need as much time to plan in fact once you've selected the date there's this 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 gap of time where there's really not a lot that you have to do with regard to that location because a lot of the hands-on details and picking out you know the flowers and the cake doesn't happen until closer to the actual wedding day. But if you're having a wedding that's off-site, that's not at a location that typically hosts weddings, or if they don't have a package where your decisions are, are, are pretty straightforward for you to make, then you need time to to make those decisions and to plan those details. Now, granted, if you're working with a destination wedding specialist... This is going to make your life a whole lot easier because this person will handle a lot of the legwork for you. They'll narrow down choices. And just like a traditional wedding planner will then present to you and say, hey, this is what I found. These are your options. Do you like A, B, or C? With your destination wedding, do you need to conduct a pre-site visit? So some couple with a destination wedding because it's miles away, there's a good chance you won't see your location until a few days before your wedding. If you prefer and if you feel much more comfortable seeing the seeing your location beforehand, then you'll need to schedule a pre-site visit. And again, if you have an employer, you'll need to request time off to do that unless you can manage to do that over the course of a weekend, assuming you're working Monday through Friday. And then Maybe once you've done the site visit, then you pick the date. And will a pre-site visit be just you or are you both going to go? So these are things you've got to think about. Do you have the time, meaning the available, work, the available time from work, to make those pre-site visits? Whatever you are doing with regards to planning, you just want to avoid a rush job when it comes to your destination wedding. Now, I am a fan I'm a huge fan of planning a wedding in the shortest amount of time possible, but I'm not a fan of you rushing the planning process. There's a difference because if you have a system in place, you can plan a wedding pretty quickly. Like I just mentioned, if you're planning a wedding at an all-inclusive resort, then you can plan a wedding relatively quickly because a lot of the decisions you need to make have already been, I don't want to say have been made for you, but they've made the, easy, made the decision-making process simpler for you. So you can plan a wedding quickly, without rushing everything. The system is already in place. Having said that, you don't want to have too much time so that you're second guessing everything. I know you know what I mean. You've made a decision, you're happy with your decision, and then there's this lull, there's this long gap of time, and you change your mind two and three times. That gets, that can be just as troublesome as rushing the wedding planning process. So there has to be a sort of happy medium. Again, a good rule of thumb is just under a year, just under a year to plan your destination wedding. But again, it can be done in a shorter amount of time. If you plan on inviting wedding guests, then they have to come into your consideration process when you're picking a date. Your guests need ample time to book flights to make res- room reservations. And just like you, if they have an employer, they have to request time off work. If you're having an adults-only destination wedding and your guests have children, they have to make childcare arrangements. They need time to do that. So that plays a part in how far ahead you pick your wedding date. And then for people you consider essential to your destination wedding, You want to avoid scheduling during conflicting times. So if there's a graduation, or a birthday, or maybe a pregnancy, you you need to keep those milestone events in mind. And it's not always about celebration. If someone is undergoing treatment for an illness, this can have huge impact on the date you choose for your destination wedding. It affects the mood and it affects the decisions people have to make, you know, having to to decide if I'm going to go to your wedding when someone within our our unit isn't doing very well. That that makes things it makes it a difficult choice and not just for your guests. this can be a challenge for you, the couple getting married. And then, of course, you have to consider your destination wedding location. So the date you have in mind, is your preferred date available? Duh. Because everything stems from that. But what we've talked about thus far is picking the date, getting to picking that date. But once you've come up with a date, is the destination wedding location available? And Do they have enough space for your guests? So unlike a hometown wedding where you're just looking at a venue and seeing if they're available for that third Sunday in June, with a destination wedding, because there's travel involved, you have to make sure there's enough space for accommodation for your wedding guests. So if you're getting married at a resort and they say that, yeah, we can definitely do your wedding on such and such a date. But if you anticipate 30 to 50 people coming, you need rooms for them. Does the hotel or resort have space? Additionally, with regard to your destination, seasonal rates will affect the cost for you and your guests. Not just cost. Availability comes into play. And and this is what I mean. So when when we talk about travel and seasons, we have high season, which is the most popular time for tourists. This is usually at a destination the weather is ideal, but it means that the place is more crowded. And because of that, the rates are higher. So that's that's high season. Then there's low season. And this is the time when everything is more affordable. Actually, this is the time when things are most affordable. It's easier to get a hotel room. Special requests can be met. But in some places, businesses actually close down during low season. If you go to the Caribbean, there are places where there's no, there, nothing is happening during their off season or low season. And then you've got it, then there's another season known as shoulder season, which is sort of right smack in the middle. And everything is open. The weather is still ideal. Prices are slightly lower than high season. And, and that's all happening because the location is less crowded. So that might be the happy medium for you. And then when we're talking about the Caribbean, then there's hurricane season. And this time, and the, and hurricane season affects pretty much the, the, the three islands that are not affected. Maybe it's easier to put it that way. There are only three islands that really are not touched by, the hur- by hurricanes in the Caribbean. And, the, and those islands are Aruba, Bonaire, and Curaçao, known as the ABC islands because of the first letter of the name, Aruba, Bonaire, Curaçao. They're outside of the hurricane belt. But for the rest of the Caribbean, between June 1st and November 30th, that's the official time for hurricanes. And and Florida, for that matter, being so close to the Caribbean region. So you have to keep that in mind. Now, it doesn't mean that those, you know, hurricane season is off limits because I've done weddings in the Caribbean during hurricane season, right at the beginning. It's sort of a crapshoot. You sort of have to play it by ear. But these are the things you have to, to keep in mind. And then, Outside of the seasons with the travel seasons, you've got to determine, is the destination popular for spring break, for example? Because spring break means noise, partying, and crowds. And then on the, the the other break to consider is winter break, which is popular for families. And this can be good or bad, depending on the type of event you're hosting. So if you're hosting an event, your wedding, and it is family friendly, then maybe winter break might be a good time to host your wedding. These are the things you must keep in mind as you're picking your wedding date. Now, if it's just the two of you and you're eloping, this may have less, less of an influence. But if you're expecting close family and friends to attend, you have to consider these things. Festivals or conventions. This can affect what's happening at your destination. Big ones you've heard of and big ones you haven't heard of. All of them bring crowds. They also bring higher prices and less availability. And if you're not familiar with the location, you can get caught up with this. And then there's temperature. So the Caribbean, as we know, as you know by now, right, is a location, a region that I specialize in. And you expect warm weather in the Caribbean. But there are seasons where it's extremely humid and extremely hot, more than average. This can pose a problem for you and your wedding guests. These are things you've got to keep in mind when you're picking your your date for your destination wedding. Now, a question I get asked a lot is what about long holiday weekends? Is that a good thing for your my destination wedding? And in fact, I see a lot of couples kind of veering in that veering in that direction. So, you know, if you're picking if you're here in the US and you're picking Labor Day weekend or July 4th if it falls over a weekend, is that a good option? when you consider your destination wedding. Well, it works out well for time off, for sure. Many of us who have employers will get the holiday weekend off, we will get the holiday off. So the Monday, or if it's July Fourth and it falls on a Friday, so typically the Friday, the Saturday, Sunday, so those, that's one less day, at least, that you need to request from your employer. And if you're listening, and you're located outside of the US, you may be thinking, what's a day or two? But America is one of the places in, in the world where people get the least amount of time off work. I'm originally from the United Kingdom. When we would travel for vacations, we were going away for three, four, five weeks at a time because of the allotted time we were given or m- my parents were given at the time off work. That's not usually the case in the U.S. Many people only get 10 days, two weeks maximum, time off work. So when you think about that for the entire year, and you're asking your guests to take three, four days off, five possibly for your wedding, that's a huge chunk of time, right? So in your mind, you may think, well, a holiday weekend means that's one less day to worry about. But as with seasonal rates with travel, you have to expect higher rates for travel and hotel costs around a holiday weekend. And then there's also the thought pattern that for some people the idea of not celebrating a holiday close to home is a turnoff. Many people and I'm I'm one of them. <laughs> when it's a holiday I prefer to be close to home because sometimes I just don't want to be bothered with the hassle of the crowds who of the other people traveling. For wedding now I might make an exception. But this is something you know your family, you know your friends, and you've got to determine if that's a good or bad thing. So holiday weekends can work in your favor. You just have to know the dynamics and, and the way that the folks in your your circle, how they, how they feel about that. So a few things to keep in mind when it comes to selecting a date for your destination wedding. Avoid selecting a date that's close to a friend or a relative's milestone celebration. And what I mean by that is if your cousin is getting married the last week in April, scheduling your destination wedding for the first or possibly second week in May is likely to put a strain on family and friends who would like to attend both weddings. It makes it difficult for your guests. So you've got to be cognizant of what's going on. All those save the dates that you've been getting, look through those. Look through your calendar as you're picking your date for your, your destination wedding. And this, speaking of Save the Dates, this is why save the, uh, save the Date is so important for a destination wedding. Save the Dates have become fairly common now for hometown weddings, but they are a must for a wedding that's happening far away. People need time to book travel, to request time off work, to make their room reservations, So six months is a good rule of thumb for sending your save the dates for your destination wedding. If you have the information sooner, send it out sooner and let them know there's more information to come. And as soon as you have it, if you already have hotel, so normally with a destination wedding, once you've picked your date, the hotel will, you'll, you'll work on getting a, you'll, the date for your wedding ceremony and reception the hotel will work on, on getting a block of rooms for your guests because the two go hand in hand. If they've got a venue, if they've got a space for you to tie the knot to, for your ceremony, there needs to be rooms for your guests. So they, the two of them go hand in hand. So as soon as you have the ceremony booked in your room, the couple's, couple's room booked, then you send out that information to your guests sooner rather than later. And I'm speaking about all inclusives here at this precise moment. There there has to be both. It doesn't make sense to have rooms and no place to tie the knot, and that's usually not the case. It's usually the other way around. If there's space for you and your fiancé to stay and say, I do, there needs to be an adequate number of rooms for all the people that you anticipate will be coming to celebrate with you. So six months is a good rule of thumb for sending your save-the-date-for-destination wedding. The further in advance that you can make a va- make reservations means less disappointment. That goes for you and that goes for your guests. You also want to keep in mind for Caribbean destination weddings, midweek is an option for your wedding. Saturday evening is not your only option when it comes to a destination wedding in the Caribbean. Although the timing may not be very popular with your guests, You can tie the knot on a Wednesday in the islands. That's not unusual. Not unusual at all. And by the way, this works perfectly if you're trying to keep the guest list small. Because if if you're getting married on Wednesday, that means I'm likely going to have to travel out there Tuesday, maybe Monday, and then leave Thursday or leave Friday. I'm talking about me as a guest. So that's, a, that, that's several days smack dab in the middle of the week. And depending on who you are, meaning the couple getting married and how important you are to me, you may or may not be worth my time to make the trip. I know that sounds awful, right, for someone you consider a close friend or family member. But that's the truth of the matter. And I may not, I'm speaking as the guest, I may not even have the, that amount of days on my job to request the vacation time to go. So speaking to you now as the couple getting married, if you want to intentionally keep the guest list small, a midweek wedding in the Caribbean is likely to increase those chances that less people will be able to attend. So that can work in your favor. When you get home, you can celebrate, maybe hold a a post-destination wedding celebration, which is a whole nother segment, but that's something to keep in mind. So there's a lot to consider, right, when you have to pick a date for your destination wedding. And this is where the help of a destination wedding specialist or perhaps a travel agent comes in. And as luck would have it, I fall into that category. That was a setup, right? Shameless plug. But it is the truth. You want to talk to someone who is familiar with the destination that you have in mind for your wedding to figure out all those nuances, high season, low season festivals. You know, does the place shut down? Are there some holidays that I don't know about? You know, Easter is not a Easter is a is a holiday in many parts of the world. In the US I've noticed so coming from the United Kingdom again, Easter is celebrated in a much bigger way in the UK. Things may have changed. I left England as a as a as a teenager, but in America It varies depending on where you are. In the Caribbean, for example, Easter, like Good Friday, places just shut down. It's like a ghost town on Good Friday. And then Easter Sunday, things liven up. People are celebrating. They're flying kites. It's a different ballgame. So if you are planning to get married around that weekend, it may not seem like it's going to affect the atmosphere from where you are, but in the Caribbean, that's it. it depending on which island and where you're visiting, it's a completely different ballgame. And if you're planning on doing things with your guests, like excursions and such, and it's Good Friday, good luck with that. It, that that's just to give you an example. So you want to speak to someone who's familiar with with the situation of where of, of the practices and the traditions and the festivals and the seasons and the ebbs and flows based on where it is you're choosing to go. Don't stress this wedding, destination wedding planning thing on your own. Get some help, okay? Those are the points I wanted to share with you. I hope I've managed to help you in some way and not add to your frustration in picking a date for your destination wedding. But the key is just to consider those things. You don't want to pick a date and then realize, oh, shoot, we want Melissa to come. Melissa's going to be seven months pregnant. Is she going to be able to make the trip? Things like that. Oh my gosh, we've picked this location and we've scheduled a great wedding weekend, you know, a wedding experience for four days. But crap, I've only got four days left of vacation that year for that year. How am I going? How is that going to work? Will I get the time off? Will I take the couple of days that I need additional as the as the bride unpaid? These are things you must consider. Okay. I hope this has helped. I'm Debbie. You can get in contact with me at hitchedaway.com. You'll find a place to either send me an email, pick up the phone and call me. Shocking, I know. Or just use the online form and send me a message, message that way. I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for listening. You've just listened to another segment of the Hitched Away audio guide. This is the best way to get information, advice, tips, and tricks for planning a destination wedding. For more information, please visit hitchedaway.com. Today's segment can be found at hitchedaway.com slash 005. Thanks for listening.